0: Welcome to the very first Gardening Talkback of 2023. Greg Richard here, joined by Judy Sharp. Judy, great to see you for a new year.
1: It is good to see you, Greg. Yes, yeah. Well, you've kept me away for so long.
0: <laughs> it's been a few weeks, but...
1: <laughs> it has been a few weeks, hasn't it?
0: What do you got for us for the first week, Judy?
1: Well, quite a few things, because February isn't a good gardening month. Uh, you know, the fungal diseases are always around. At the moment, we're not getting much rain either, uh, but... You know We've got a lot of jobs to do. We do summer rose pruning now, which we'll talk about during the program. Yep. Um, uh, the scale is really bad on plants. Uh, and of course, with the heat, everyone's at the beach, aren't they? They're not looking after their gardens, so I'm here to slap all the fingers. Mm. And um, we've got scale on a citrus leaf miner on the citrus, uh, which we need to address, and me, Judy, I've got a real problem. What's that? It's called Wandering Jewel. Oh, okay. Do you know what that does?
0: I, no, I don't.
1: It's a weed.
0: And it just creeps up everywhere?
1: It, it does. But the worst thing is it really upsets doggies. Right. And they get rashes and all manner of things. And so for quite some weeks now, I've been battling Arthur's face rash till his eyes were closing up.
2: That's and so,
1: not good. No, not good. So I took him to the vet on Monday around at Merriweather and uh, Chris said, ''Oh, he doesn't look real good, Judy.'' What do you, where, ''Where have you had him?'' I said, ''Oh, not very far, Chris, just in my garden.'' And he said, ''Any thoughts on that?'' And I said, ''I think I've got wandering Jew." And he said, ''Judy.'' If anyone should know Wandering Jew, you should. So poor old Arthur, his mother didn't pick up on it. So <laughs> all you listeners out there with doggies and cats, doggies mainly, yep. keep an eye out for rashes because the rash could be caused by the Wandering Jew. Okay then. So I went home armed with pills and with creams and, and I thought, well, if I've got Wandering Jew, a lot of people out there might have it.
0: Fair enough. Can you just rip it out, though?
1: Oh, yeah, you can just rip it out. (laughs) Have you done that? Please. No, I only went on Monday. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, No, no, Friday I went. Friday, sorry. Um, But I don't think I can get into it, where it is. But I know listeners out there are probably going to ring up and say, Judy, why don't you zero it? Well, I can't because it's under some beautiful plants. okay. So I'm warning you all out there that don't ring up and tell me to use zero. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got plenty of things to talk about, Greg.
0: And we've got Alan from Stockton and he's got a question about blackberries.
1: Good morning, Alan. What could I help you with? Look, I've
3: um, got four blackberry bushes I put in. Um, They're in a very sandy area, but I did put some potting mix in. Um, they're in a sunny area, I was just wondering the one on the end, it started to get a little bit brown on the end of the leaves but it seems to have stopped that now, um, I was just wondering how much, how often should I water them and how often should I fertilise them because I was told that you only fertilise blackberries once a year is that correct?
1: Look probably because don't forget they run wild and take over um, and uh uh, they're very tasty, aren't they? I mean at the moment I've been buying mine from the supermarket because I can't I've got no space to grow one. Uh, but look once, maybe twice, but definitely in the spring I'd be fertilizing. but that yep. browning on the end of your leaves, you were definitely not wa- watering enough. Right, not watering enough. But you weren't watering enough, do you? No. Um, at the moment, we're actually watering the nursery twice a day. Right. Yep.
3: So, once a day wouldn't hurt to water the blackberries?
1: No, it wouldn't hurt at all. Okay, thank yeah. you very much. Be- much appreciated. That's all right, Alan. But do remember, even yep. though we do might get an odd shower, but the next day we're getting a lot of wind. Mm. And you would at Stockton, you'd be getting the nor'easter over there and the southerly, I would imagine. So, that dries the ground out. Yep. Okay, thank you for that. So, I'll water them once a day. Okay, thank you, Alan, for the call. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: I've got a feeling watering might be a, a big bit of advice today or a main topic of discussion.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's something, because we'd had so much rain, all of a sudden, no. oh, we can go out, we can go to the beach, we can have a picnic. No-one's thinking about the, the garden. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the the winds cause more damage than lack of rain, Yeah.
0: We've got Gail now from Harrington, and she's got a question about roses.
1: Good morning, Gail. Good morning, Judy. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. I'm really happy to be here with Greg again.
2: Yes, it's good. (laughs) Um, Judy, I've got a problem with my roses. I've got four standard roses out the front of the house, which get sun most of the day. Um, And I've got one turning in the rose hips before they actually flower. Right. So the bulb of the rose is going really, really hard and then um, I get these little shoots out like a daisy, like a daisy petal out of these little bulbs. Coming
1: out of, is that after the rose finishes flowering?
2: No, it's not flowering. Oh, it's not flowering. No, and we use like Sudden Impact on them. I use Rose Spray um, they're watered. I just I took them up to the nursery um up near Port Macquarie and he said, I'm stumped. I don't know. Right.
1: So it's actually it's not the rose hip after the rose.
2: It looks like that. Yes, right. it does look. It looks like the rose hip, but right. there's no flower. That's happening first.
1: And that's on one rose only. That's on one rose, yes. And can you tell me the name of that
2: rose? Oh, I have it in a drawer. I'll have to go and get to have a look.
1: Oh, but, no. Um, well, tell me what colour it is.
2: Um, it's actually purple. Purple? Like a nose. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, um, what's an unusual colour? Um, I'll tell you what it's called. Charles
1: de Gaulle? Oh, yes, yes, I know Charles de Gaulle. It's a lovely rose. Look, um, all I can suggest, Gail, is because, uh, I mean, you could send a photo in here to New FM uh, and we'd have a look at it and might give us a bit of a clue. But I'm thinking, which I was going to talk about roses anyway, it is time for a summer prune. Now, do you do a summer prune?
2: Yes. Um, Well, I've pruned them thinking that it might
1: stop it. Yes, right.
2: So I prune the whole four roses. Um, One of the other ones, though, I'm having trouble with, like a little fluffy leaf, like it's not, it's not growing a proper rose leaf on it. Right. Okay. Growing like a stubble. uh, I have no idea. It sounds like you've got
1: a a virus in them.
2: Well, the nursery up there, um, as I said, up near Port Macquarie said the other one has got a virus so I've pruned it all back and um, the leaves are coming and I've sprayed it and I've treated it, but the leaves are coming through exactly the same again.
1: Right, okay. Uh, You did mention sudden impact, that's fine, but when you do your big rose prune in July and your summer rose prune now, you actually should feed them with poultry manure.
2: All right. So, so it won't hurt you to
1: do that, yeah? Poultry manure, and okay. you've given them sudden impact, haven't you? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, now I'd give them a good bucket full of poultry manure each.
2: Okay. Yep. All and right. I'll do that. Yeah,
1: and maybe that might just trigger it um, and encourage discourage um, that <clears> um, funny situation that you've got going on there, Gail. It does well, sound been, like
2: it's a virus. Well, they've only been in since, like, June last year. Right. And I've had one lot of roses off these two, and then I haven't I haven't had roses on since. The other two are flourishing. They're doing well. <laughs> and the other one I have is called Sunblessed. So, right. Yeah, I'm just... I'm stumped.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> I, so I have to admit I am too. Uh... Do you know who grew the roses? Was it Swain's in Sydney?
2: Um, I'll have a look at the... It doesn't really say, I don't think. on
1: the... It'd probably be on the label.
2: On the label, um, it says Ink Bulk Rose Farm. Oh. Oh, no, Monbulk. Bulk.
1: Non-bulk rose Farm. Oh, Mon Bulk. Mon Bulk. Yes. Okay, down in Victoria. Uh, You know what I'm going to suggest, that you Google Monbulk and perhaps talk to them uh, Mm -hmm. right at the root of the plant where they're being grown, and I'm sure they probably are going to be able to help you more Mm -hmm. than we can because they might have seen it in some of their stock.
2: Well, they're standard roses. Um, Is it the graft? or? Yes, look... Uh, they are grafted,
1: the standards, yes, they're grafted. And it could be, to be honest, um, and don't suggest this to them when you ring them, but it might be the uh, rootstock okay. that they've grafted on. Could be... Um, it could well, be throwing actually, out... Port Macquarie said it could be that too. Yeah, well, there you go. So why don't you ring the nursery at Montbulk and okay. explain you live a long way away and no-one's been able to help you. Yeah. <laughs> um, to just say in Newcastle there's no real experts on roses and they might, <laughs> they might be able to help you. And send them down some photos if you can.
2: I will. I've taken some photos to take them to the nursery, so I will. I'll pass, send them on and see. Okay. And look, problem. will
1: you ring us back next week and let us know how you got on with Monbulk?
2: I will. I will, yes.
1: And when yep. I'm at work tomorrow, I might just pick up the phone and give them a quick buzz myself. So,
2: okay.
1: Yeah, if you give us a ring next week, I think there'll be a lot of people out there interested in this one.
2: Yeah, all right, Judy. I mean, I've had roses for 25 years and I've never seen this before. No,
1: never. No, no. Well, I've got I'm about suspecting, yeah, I'm suspecting it could be the stock. Okay. You know, you talk to them about it. And let's see what suggestion they come up with.
2: All right, I will. Well, thanks, Judy. Gail. I'm sorry I
1: couldn't help you perfectly, but anyway. No,
2: that's okay. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: And we've got Helen from Wall's End, and she's got a question about the fiddle leaf fig.
1: Hello, Helen. Hello, Judy.
3: Nice to talk to you. Um, Yeah, I have a fiddle leaf fig, which I've had for about 18 months. It's still in the original pot, but it's growing okay. Now, I want to bring it from outdoors indoors. Now, I've got a fairly large ceramic pot to put it in. Now, I figure that's going to take a fair amount of potting mix to fill it up. I'm sure that you can substitute the bottom of the pot with something else apart from like a filler, if you know what I mean, and then put the potting mix on top so you don't have to use as much potting mix. Look, what I I would
1: suggest, Helen, is, okay. we won't use premium potting mix, But I would just buy a regular potting mix. Right. One of the cheaper brands and use that for your filler.
3: Oh, okay. And then around
1: your root system, I'd use a premium potting mix.
3: Right. The premium potting mix is the root system.
1: Yes, yes. And the
3: filler on top, is that
1: what you mean? Yes.
3: Okay. But it's about a metre and a half high and it was given to me about 18 months ago from family and um, I just feel that they do well inside as well.
1: Oh, they do. Um, but generally, during a winter like we've had, yep. outside, you would have got a lot of brown leaves.
3: I also got a lot of insects due to <laughs> <due> the <action laughs> as well. And I had to spray it at one stage. There was these, they were like flies.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, little gnats.
3: Oh, is that what they are? Yeah. And they sort of attacked it, but anyway, it's growing well still, and it's still in that original pot. And I want to bring it in and give it some more room, and yeah, just like it to be bigger and better.
1: Yeah, well, you know, they can be tetchy little things. Oh, can they? Uh, whether you've got them inside or out, inside, right. uh, sometimes they cooperate, sometimes they don't. Yep. So you need to give it a spot where it gets fresh air. Yep, and that's plenty fine, of yeah. light. Plenty of light.
3: Right, that's good, yep, all, yeah.
1: so <laughs> well, all that. So, if you've got all that, and then it's I'd it's buy some. It's um, fine. It'll be there, so. Yeah, and buy some green flourish if you can to fertilise a wood. Flourish, yep. Green, green flourish, right. Right,
3: okay, yeah. I've written that down.
1: And um, I wish you luck with it, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
3: thank you, because my girlfriend's got one in her back room and it's, it's doing well. So I figure, well, if
1: she can do it, I can do it too. Of course you can. Definitely with, and particularly with that lovely pot you're putting in, and it does have drainage, does it? Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, Would I have
3: to elevate the pot maybe off the ground just a little bit? Um, like, it's got a drainage hole, obviously. It's ceramic yeah, and it's, oh, it's, it's not overly big, but it's quite big enough.
1: No? Okay. Well, as long as it's got a drainage hole, I think we're hitting pay dirt here, Helen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Judy, I appreciate that.
1: But I must say to you, when you buy your premium potting mix, yep. if it's anything under $16, it's not a premium.
3: Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, but I always do that, Judy. Okay. I don't buy the cheap stuff. I'm sorry, but I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, well, it has, you know, you 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 buy it, so you know it's got fertiliser in it for many exactly. months. It's got exactly. all the water crystals, yes, so no. That's okay. one thing, uh, you know, if you buy a $5 bag, yeah. I wonder how it's sold like that, because honestly yeah. the bags cost $5 to make. Yeah, I get that. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, thank you for the call, Helen. That was very interesting. Yeah, and, uh, thank you, Judy. Maybe let us know in six months' time how it's going. Hopefully I will. Okay. Thanks, Judy. Thank bye. Thank you, bye.
0: we got Carl from at Cardiff, and he's got curling leaves on his lemon and lime trees.
1: Ah, oh, hello, Carl. Just someone we wanted to talk to. Oh,
2: Thanks, Judy. Um,
1: <laughs> well, I I've was a... busting to talk about curling leaves on lemon and lime trees today. Oh, were you? Yes, so there you are. It was on my yes. list.
2: Oh, very good. Um, I have uh, used pyrethrum on it last week and probably the week before, I suppose. Um, but And I can't see anything on it. There's a few little holes in the leaves, but I can't see any bugs or anything on it.
1: Yeah, you've got leaf um, miner, haven't you? Sorry? Have you got leaf miner where you're seeing the tracing on the leaves? Yeah. Yes, no, that's citrus leaf miner. And uh, it's very hard to combat. Uh, At the moment, we're getting very good results uh, with our customers, uh, even going out spraying them for them. Uh, We've been using a scale gun for citrus. Scale gun. A scale gun. It's in a yellow bottle. Um, You'll find that many companies make it, uh, but it's got the trigger on the top, you know, so you just press it, it's already mixed up, ready to go. Yeah, right. Scale gun. Yeah, scale gun. But I have to say, um, Carla, I don't do it on mine. (laughs) Now, I've got a little lime tree, That's absolutely covered. It would have probably 50 limes on it at the moment. And no, I don't drink gin and tonics. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I've noticed that several people in my family do pick them when they call over. Uh, But you know why why I don't cut the leaves off? Because every time you cut those leaves, the plant produces new ones. And that's yeah, what the insect likes, is the new leaves. Oh, right. So if you came yeah. and visited me, you'd say, Oh, she's a bad gardener. I have <laughs> mine covered in citrus leaf miner, but I don't uh-huh. cut the leaves. I just spray it with the, the scale gun.
2: Yeah, no, I haven't turned it on into like taking these leaves. So they're only about, only young, about two and a half foot I.
1: Yes, uh-huh. yeah,
2: they're really yeah. young,
1: yeah. But, but enough, they'll yeah, attack enough. from that age, yeah.
2: Yeah, right. Okay, well, I'll try that, Judy, thanks. Okay, you're welcome, Carl. Because I've tried the potash. I have given some liquid potash earlier, but I don't know if that's any good. But, you know,
1: it says... Oh, of course, no, potash is wonderful to get them fruiting. Uh, yeah. Are they in the ground or in pots? Pots. Right, pots. okay. Yeah, We'll just be a little bit careful. Uh yeah. My recommendation would be that use sudden impact for roses to feed them. That sounds strange, I know, but there's a reason for that. Roses Mm -hmm. like alkaline soil and so do citrus. And I've got citrus in a row that I give the sudden impact to and my little lemon, lime, sorry, is at the end of that row. So when I'm throwing the Sudden Impact around, I give it to the lime. Okay. And I think that's why I've got so many limes on there at the moment. You're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So in a pot, you can't use... Don't use citrus food because it can burn. And in small print on the back of the, the packet, it should say that. So hence, that's why I recommend the Sudden Impact. It's very slow release.
2: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try that anyway, Judy. Okay. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome.
2: Thank you. Bye.
0: And we've got Amanda from Maitland she's got a question about Roses.
1: Oh, hello, Amanda. How are you? I'm good, you I suspect he was going to call me Scott then. Did you have that feeling?
0: I was going to say me? Mark, actually.
4: Oh, Were <laughs> you? Okay. No, no, no. No, sorry. I was trying to take speaker off my phone. so. You know, it was, yeah, you wouldn't hear my radio in the background. Oh, that's That's, good. That's good. That's possibly why you thought I'd, yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) um, Okay, so look, um, I'm actually calling um, about the conversation you were having with the lady earlier. Regarding those bulbs on the roses. Yes. Okay. Um, They're rose hips.
1: Yes, well, that's what I suggested, but... Uh, They're definitely
4: rose hips, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: and she'd been I to a nursery and showed them, yeah. and they didn't know either. Um, no, but they sounded yeah, no, like look, rose hips. But um, I,
4: um, I've had, I've got like you know forty, fifty roses, and I've, I, um, when I first got them, I sort of started freaking out. And um, anyway, my nursery confirmed what it was after you use, you know. Dr. Google for everything. Yep. Um, yeah, so um, it means that the plant has been, yeah, like it's been fertilised and it's happy and it produces um, these rose hips, which they're actually the seed. It's a seed, okay? But the problem is if you leave them on the rose, bush, plant, you know, standard, whatever, it um, all the energy goes into you know, looking after these seeds instead of...
1: Making flowers.
4: Yeah. And if you notice, if people have had them, you'll notice that your flowers are smaller or your um, your rose bush or standard doesn't flower as much because all the energy is going into these... um, The rose rose hips. ...hips, yeah. I did
1: suggest to her that she prune it.
4: Absolutely, yeah. just cut like you can twist them off, cut them off, and they come in depending on your rose bush, um, they come in lots of different shapes and sizes, but generally they're like orange or bright red balls.
1: Yes, yes.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, twist them off or just you know, get your secretaires, you know, and, and make sure they've been cleaned and just give it a snip underneath. Um, yeah, so absolutely do that because it is draining the energy from the rose. It means your roses are happy,
5: yes, okay, yes. because
4: they're producing these, but it's not doing your roses. Your no, and you've anything. got
1: them in the ground for flowers, of course.
4: Exactly, yeah. whether they're in the ground or in pots. Or, exact, yeah, exactly. Yes. But you can also, if you're interested in this type, you know, like if you like doing different things, you, um, they're high in um, ac- antioxidant and vitamin C. You can make teas out of them, like, you know, face. Yes, and, know, and
1: can't you buy... Um, I'm sure you can buy rose hip, you know, to, uh, to give to oh, babies. Yeah. Yes. yeah,
4: you can make tea. I was going to say, you can make teas, um, tea out of them. Um, what else? You can let... Oh, you can actually um, grow roses from them, but you really don't know what kind of rose you're going to get. But you actually can. Yeah, so, yeah, I know all about them.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate the call. And I'm sure our first uh, lady's listening, so... I
4: hope so, yeah. So there's um, nothing wrong with her roses. Um, They're very happy. Just get rid of those little balls so that... um, yeah, all the energy can go into – and it happens when it, you, you'll you find, or I found that it happened when, um, you know, you do your fertilising.
1: Yes, and she had fertilised, so, ah,
4: yeah,
5: right, yeah, so that's, that's probably
1: what happened. Yes. Amanda, Thank you are, you are a you wealth know. of knowledge about roses and I really oh, appreciate I a lot. your call. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you very much.
2: Often. Okay, dear. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye. We've got Jo now from at Brankston. She's got a question about cucumbers.
1: Hello, Joan.
2: Hello, Judy. I'm I'm sorry you've been waiting a while. I'm sorry
1: about that. You've got a question about cucumbers.
2: Yes, they grow in the little cucumber, grows about a centimetre long, then they go yellow and wither up, fall off.
1: Oh, right, okay. Um, And have you got them planted in a sunny spot in the garden? Yes. And you've made a little mound for them to climb over? No, not really. So you're just letting them run freely?
2: Yeah, on the ground. Yes. Now the leaves are going white.
1: Yeah. Look, it could be the weather. You know, we haven't had regular rainfall. That could be part of the problem. But have you noticed in the supermarket lately, and I've been buying them, the little dwarf cucumbers?
2: Are they like apple cucumbers, only they're small?
1: No, they're green. All right. Little green ones. So have you planted an apple cucumber?
2: I don't know whether it's apple or crystal palace. They're just small ones, like small apple cucumbers.
1: Small apple cucumbers. Look, uh, what did you fertilise the soil with before you planted them?
2: I just put in a bit of sudden impact.
1: Oh, sudden impact. Oh, did you? Well, you know what the story here might be. Sudden impact, if you were listening a minute ago, is alkaline. And I think your cucumbers are telling you they want a bit of cow manure.
2: Oh, right.
1: They want something a little bit more acidic. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, how, are they worth putting cow manure on now or are they looking very unhappy
2: Oh, no, they're looking all right at the moment, but this white on them's going to spread through the whole vine.
1: Yes, well, I'm sure that they're looking for a better food. All right, then. OK, and a regular water every day at the moment.
2: Yeah, I've been doing that. That's
1: good. So do try, uh, you probably got access to some cow manure. Oh,
2: yes, yep. probably find some. Yep.
1: And I'd give them a feed up with cow manure and no sudden impact for them. Okay. Save that for the roses. (laughs) Okay, thank you very much. I hope that helps you. Good, thank you. Thank you, bye. Bye.
0: And we've got Julie from Campbell, and she's got a question about the peach tree.
1: Hello, Julie. Oh, hello, Judy. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Peach tree, is it covered in them?
5: Oh, well, I've had this um, one probably about 14 years and it's actually classified as the pixie peach tree oh yes, yes
1: yes yes
5: and for the first say seven years beautiful peaches but for the past seven years they've been getting bugs inside of them so they've been fruiting yeah. and i'll come to fruitation but then they're soft and they've they've been getting attacked from the inside yeah
1: fruit so fly. i'm just
5: I've tried absolutely everything, organic, pesticides, non-pesticides. I'm thinking it's going to need a good cutback. What do you suggest? Uh,
1: No, look, it's definitely fruit fly. Um, And unfortunately, now for the home gardener, the products that uh, control fruit fly aren't available. Uh, Mm. The best thing you could do is get some traps before the fruit sets and trap the fruit fly in them. Before the flowers, look. I think it's wise to put them on before the flowers,
5: mm-hmm. and
1: um, because they'll already be buzzing around. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing you could do is if you're keen, uh, but it's not a very big tree, is it? No, it's not. No. No. Okay. Well, what you can do is oh. mix up a paste of malathion and malathion mm-hmm. with Vegemite. Oh, okay, Yeah. Now, a lot of people ask me for the amount. The amount is just so it's a, a spreadable paste. Yep. Now, what happens, the fly goes to eat the Vegemite and the Malathon kills them.
5: Oh, that's an excellent idea.
1: Mm. And would I, where, whereabouts would I All apply this? All over the trunk, you know, or okay. wherever your fruiting's happening. It's easy with the tomatoes because you've got a stake to paint. Um, but with your tree... Uh, maybe just where your fruit is going to appear.
5: It's funny, I've, I've had vegetables for many years and I've never had any problems with, with tomatoes. It's just this peach tree, just this one. Yes. And this year was the worst year ever. They didn't even get to full fruitation.
1: Yeah. No, look, it's it's been the last couple of years since um, uh, certain products were cut out of um, the home gardeners' use. And mm. so they we are getting more and more cases of fruit fly coming in. So mm, true. Uh, melatonin
5: okay. Melaton yep. and Vegemite. Very interesting. I shall try that okay. and we'll see how we go for the next season.
1: Okay, and c- still hang a couple of traps. Still hang the traps? Yes, I will. Oh, okay.
5: All right, lovely. Well, thank you very much, Judy. Have a lovely
1: welcome. day. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye bye. Well,
0: we've got time for one more call. We've got Rod from Spears Point. He wants some advice on controlling a vine like weed.
1: Hello, Rod. How you going, Jude? All oh, right, a vine-like weed. I bet I know what it is.
3: Yeah, it's got a purpley flower on it.
1: A purpley flower? Yeah. It does does it get a little pot on it?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's got a purpley flower. Yep. It's pretty long-leaved. Yep. And it keeps putting roots down every now and again in, in different places.
1: Yeah, yeah. I call it the strangler. Yeah. Oh, I've got it at my place. I hate yep. it. So it goes I, I, in and out, I've, in and out everywhere. of every plant, yep. and you don't often even see it. No, until it's too late. <laughs> until it's too late, um, yep. and uh, look, all I do, to be honest, Rod, is pull it out.
3: Yeah, I've done that a few times. Oh, no. It coming it's, back worse and worse.
1: No. And you know, at the nursery, we had it growing out of concrete, yeah. um, and we were putting pure zero just pure all over it and it would die and yep. it would not appear for months and then all of a sudden it would pop up again
3: yeah, so it was a never
1: ending wall but when yeah, it's, honestly it drives me absolutely crazy okay. uh, so just be patient and every time you see it just pull it out but try yeah, and get it by the roots if you can.
3: Yeah I've been doing it It's, it's running along coming from the other side of the fence and everything and all, all through his back garden. And yeah, no, I understand.
1: But Rod, sorry, it's just hard work, darling, just getting rid of it, pulling it out, okay. pulling it out. Oh, well, it gives me something to do. Righto, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the call, Rod.
0: Bye. Cheers, thanks, Rod. There's nothing worse than just weeds that just keep popping up, and oh. the more you pull them out, they just keep coming back.
1: Well, this one does strangle. It actually hooks around the shrubs. Yep. And, and I, that's why I call it Strangler. That's not its name, but... but um,
0: uh, so does it hurt the plant, or...?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it really strangles them.
0: Oh, OK, hence the name.
1: Yeah, it's, hence, the, yeah hence the name. But uh, when any of my staff are coming to do a job in my garden, they hate me saying, the strangler's back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Judy Sharp, thank you very much. We're out of time for our first week back.
1: Yeah, very interesting. We had quite a... a Variety, A nice didn't mixed we? bag of
0: callers, yeah. Yeah. Lots of different questions. So, okay. Gardening Talk back again next Monday after 12, 12 o'clock here on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at
2: 2NURFM.com.